Hello and welcome back to the Centennial 38 podcast. My name is Warners. I'm Jared. And we're back. Uh, mere mere hours, man. It's not even been a full, what, a full. Has it been I, 24? It's been uh, over 12. So over it's 12, in that middle range. It's about 13 and a half, 14 and a half hours since we witnessed the Colorado Rapids draw 1-1 against Orlando City. Quite possibly the soonest we've ever um, recorded a podcast um, after the game, and you know we have a quick turnaround for for the Rapids. They they, they played last night. Now they'll, now they'll play on Saturday, and a one-one draw is not the uh, the the expected outcome. But here we are, Rapids again out. XGing their opponents, conceding to very bad goals. So um, that's how it is sometimes with this with this roster. That's how it's been most of this season. Thoughts it do be match, like that Jared? sometimes. And the thing is, it, it do be like that. It was like this sometimes throughout the throughout the. Um, it was like this sometimes throughout the year last year where oh the Rapids just had a. Good performance, but they couldn't capitalize on performances, and they let in a leaky goal. Uh, this is the norm. The Rapids had a very 2022 game, uh, and instead of going up early and losing the lead, they went down early and then clawed back for a for a draw. But you never want to claw back for a draw at home. Yeah, and it uh, it wasn't even like a last minute heroics. There was still plenty of time after. After the Rapids did draw a level uh, for us to score another goal, plenty plenty of time, not necessarily plenty of great chances, but the chances that we had weren't taken. Uh, another opportunity missed, uh, another two points dropped at home. Um, we, we talked about the point total for July, and I said four points with the City game being the win. Um, and at, at this point, I think playoffs just continue to drift further and further um, out of reach for this team. Yeah, and uh, I think very soon, uh, come the end of July, if we're not in striking distance of sixth place, you can really count the playoffs gone, or there's a big asterisk in there. Uh, miracle. Because uh, there's been there's been seasons where, I mean, if you look at the, uh, at the table as it is right now, there's been seasons where the team has been in D.C. United's shoes, 18 points. There's been um, times in the season where um, it, it's, it's very much lower than that. And right now, the, uh, I, I've always said the competition above us is not – I felt that our team was a lot better than the competition around us, especially – you know San Jose, Dynamo, Vancouver, and then um, once you get past those guys, I mean, it, it, it's really tragic <laughs> for the top three Western Conference team last year to find themselves in this situation. Seattle um, is looking into the playoffs, I, and, and I think you called it very you know succinctly there. Seattle, they'll find a way. But Sporting Kansas City, man, we are in the doldrums with them. We have two games in hand uh, to their uh, 20, 21 played. And so that kind of might give me hope that, you know, we, we win and, and we leapfrog back into 11th. Another win, we 
get into 27 points. And it starts, you know, with a win against the Galaxy. I mean, a win last night would have been monumental for this team. Uh, because a win last night puts us at 23 points, right at 11th place. Because Houston dropped points. San, San Jose won against LA Galaxy, but we kind of need them to beat the, the, the teams above us. Because then now come Saturday, if you were at 23 points heading into the LA Galaxy, all you need is a win and you're right back in eighth. You're right back in the hunt. Uh, but, you know, like I said, there is a chance for us to make the playoffs, but it's with a huge, huge asterisk. It's it's kind of it's gonna have to be you know the odds of that happening are 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 not in the Rapids' favor. Um, but let's get yeah, into and I mean mathematically it's gonna be tough, right? But this is the C thirty eight podcast, and we are fans of the Rapids. So until we're mathematically out, we are still mathematically in contention, and I think that is we really do have to look for results on the run, and that's where it's. Um, I think last night is just compounded by the upcoming schedule. Like when you have a, a game against a team who you should be at home, and you don't capitalize, and then you go against Galaxy, you go on the road to Seattle, uh, you go on the road to New York Red Bulls. Um, that's the next three matches. So they don't come any easier. Um, that's why I, I just I find it harder and harder to imagine um, a section of the rest of the season where we can – just put three wins together. I mean, I think it would be it would be extremely tough to look down the rest of this schedule and say, "Yep, that's where we can win three on the trot." Um, because anywhere on the road, we we haven't won a game all year, so we're just not filled with confidence there. Um, and now we're not taking three points at home, um, and it's become kind of a slump. So, um, well, it's funny you, know, you say that because I just found four games we could win in a row. <laughs> Four games we could win in a row. I'd like to hear where they are. Uh, Minnesota at home, Columbus at home, uh, Vancouver on the road, and Houston Dynamo at home. All bad organizations that the Rapids should be. And they they come right after the Galaxy Seattle Red Bulls uh, spin of games. That they do, but these are all teams that, uh, you know, I agree that it would be nice to say we should be able to beat those teams, but I believe all those teams have more points than us at the moment. So, um, it that, that will be a great hop if we can do that. Um, but um, it would be really, really nice to sneak a result away from LA Galaxy on Saturday to start that off. Uh, another interesting thing, just looking up the table uh, at the rarefied air of the top of the, the conference, Austin missed the playoffs last year. LAFC missed the playoffs last year. Nashville wasn't even in this conference last year. <laughs> so um, the Western Conference has been uh, shaken uh, quite a bit from where we saw it finish up last year. Obviously, in our case, we went from the penthouse to the outhouse so far. Um, you know, I, we, we're sharing the outhouse with Kansas City, yes, but we're pretty far down the table. Um, but this season is just, um, it, it has been a, um, it's been an interesting season and one that I definitely didn't see coming, um, the shakeup of the West. And um, as we, as we drift Further and further, we talk about rebuild. That word keeps coming up, uh, whether we like it or not. Nobody wants to be in a rebuild. Um, it feels like we just got out of rebuild and we had the team here. But um, we're talking, um, if there's no incomings, if this is the group that goes on, uh, I said this on Twitter yesterday, the, the fortunes of this year will be dictated by the players who are already wearing burgundy and blue. I don't think they're a savior player that's going to come in and just 
you know, give us the results that we need in, um, in absolute without significant improvement in form from the rest of the team. Um, but we, we haven't talked a lot about what happened on the field last night. And I think another positive that we can take away last night was the performance. And this, this is with the asterisk of, I, uh, did go off the field, I believe, um, a bit too soon, but Sam Nicholson with a good game active, lively for the PID, um, appears to be, uh, making himself a bit of a fixture. And, um, after we had asked to see something different on the wings, we've, we've gotten to something different. How did you think Sam played last night? I think Sam played really well, but despite you saying that that was not a good move at the moment, uh, it did lead to Barrios's uh, game tying assist, um, and so it was a like for like. I mean, if you sub on Barrios to play with Nicholson, I wonder who overlaps, how that kind of works, who takes dominance over that right flank. But by and large, I think the subs that. Um, that Robin made were very, very good. I mean, Rubio comes on and I think the game changes when he comes on. And if, if we're going to be changing around the squad, I don't mind seeing Diego Rubio come in on as a super sub because I know if he comes on, he's going to, you know, make stuff happen. I mean, there is a, a moment in, um, uh, in the second half, where he's on the left-hand side dribbling towards in goal, and uh, he's not, like, rushing anything. He's calm. He's patient on the ball. He sends it over to uh, Barrios. Barrios slides it across, and Zarda should have probably done better to slide it in. But at that point, I'm looking at you, and I'm saying, tell me he's not the best player on the team, man. Um, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoy Rubio's play, and anyone who doesn't see that at this point is just a non-believer. It's kind of like... Uh, to take it away from the Rapids a bit, it's kind of like Jokic, uh, where you either recognize that Jokic is a like world-class NBA all-star legend talent, or you don't. And failing to do so is not on me to prove it to you anymore. <laughs> it's yeah, and you have well, to watch you, the guy so, play. I, mean, you, you, I like we use the other references. With Jokic, he was a guy that a lot of people did refute until he put up numbers that were just irrefutable. Um, and that's really, I think what Rubio did at the beginning of the season was really, there was no, you really could not look at his production and say, uh, this isn't our talismanic player right now. Um, however, him being played in a position in favor is ours, um, it, it does make the stats harder to come across. And I still, I think, right. I think he is still, um, in current form, the best player we've got, uh, but him deployed a little bit deeper does um, it does seem to take something away um, from his opportunities, and therefore um, maybe not getting the return that he could be producing. Should we see him um, up and in the middle more often? Yeah, and you know it's it, it's rough because I I was going into the season the biggest Steak of Rubio supporter. Uh, I still feel that way. Uh, when Zardis joined, I was still on the Rubio side. I still thought Rubio was the uh, the guy going forward. Uh, and, and I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, Robin, you know, Robin has decided that that's where uh, Rubio should be should best be played. And so uh, that's that that that's where he plays now. Uh, despite that, though, let's let's talk about the game. Uh, the Rapids conceded in the first half to a Facundo Torres Golasso. Um, you just kind of, uh, you know, it, it was a th- it was off a throw-in. Throw-in gets played, and then uh, a, a ball 
skips across the uh, the top of the box, finds Facundo Torres. He lines up to shoot it, and, and I had a moment where I felt as it was going to go in. He shoots it, hits the post, and my eyes, because I'm behind 117, so I'm right behind you know the, the, the goal. Uh, my eyes told me it hit the crossbar and went out, <laughs> but then uh, I saw the net, you know, and the ball was in the net, and I was like, "Oh, that is a goal." <laughs> and yeah, and it was uh, a banger too. But um, again, I, I think a little bit of blame to be had on uh, lack of defensive responsibility there. Had he had the time and the the angle, so um, I think a very professional goal, um, but also. Um, maybe not the best defense, and we're talking a goal off a throw-in. I mean, that's um, you, you should be able to defend a throw-in. Throw-in in your own final third. It wasn't like a, uh, something that shocked us in behind the defense. We were set up a corner kick. So um, I, I think a little bit of concern still that that we are giving away opportunities like that in the box. I mean, Yarbrough, I watched the replay of it. Uh, I mean, he's he's just kind of beside himself. He, what am I supposed to do with that? Was um, um, was the was the chance in the box or outside the box? I swore it was outside the box. I believe it was about four or five feet in. Really? That's that's wild. I, I'm gonna have to because I thought that. I mean, regardless, that's a difficult shot to make. That is yeah, a... and he la- he just laces it, and it's um, I mean, it's a no doubter. Uh, Yarbrough didn't have a chance. Uh, feel bad for him because again, uh, we keep a clean sheet in that game. We probably win, but we can't rely on uh, only clean sheets to win football matches. It just does not a good recipe for success. Correct, and I mean, I I, I do want to say I thought the I thought the Rapids had a good you know momentum after the goal, and and they really pushed for a second one. For the for the first one um, during the first half, but I mean early on Orlando did dominate the Rapids. It was eerily similar to Nashville, um, where the first twenty or so minutes it was all Orlando, and there was moments of kind of like there's kind of some moments here and there where it could have easily been one nil Orlando five minutes in two nil Orlando. Ten minutes in, and then in the nineteenth minute, they finally got their one nil. But that that very easily could have been three if the uh, Rapids, you know, had their defensive mistakes. And uh, Orlando was pressuring them. I, I I wasn't expecting them to because they uh, and, and even then they had a zero point nine expected goals. They came in and uh, really tried their best to um, to kind of steal the point and 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 that they did they tried to steal three but they came away with one i think this is a great result for orlando but for the rapids this is just further kind of you know we 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 stuck the uh the knife in there on uh against austin the knife was was jabbed into the rapids in salt lake we felt it might have started coming out but then against orlando they did a little twist on its way out um, and to further kind of expand the analogy, they got LA Galaxy this Saturday. Either that knife comes out or it fully kills us and the playoff hopes there. Uh, let's talk about the second half, though. Giazzi Zardes scores in the 60-something minute. I completely forgot. I closed the uh, closed my, uh, my recap here. But uh, great. I mean, came after some subs. Uh, I'm seeing now that the the two subs that were like that contributed to that was uh, was Diego Rubio passing it to Michael Barrios, Michael Barrios to Jazzy Zardes, his first of run of open play, and um, 
I do have a story about that goal, Jared. Uh, but what are your thoughts about that uh, that goal? The, I am uh, looking the forward Zardes. to the story. Um, he was catching some flack. I mean, uh, we've been we've been talking Zardes uh, for a while now, and the the goal coming um, had a lot of chances last night. Uh, had another chance uh, late in the game um, that, that went off the bar. Another very close opportunity. Um, I would like to see his XG from last night because it should 1. have been 1. probably. Was it only one point one? I would have assumed it was closer to two. Yeah, um, because he seemed to be getting uh, fed some chances. So uh, really glad to see him score um, timely when he did it. Um, if you know, you you had talked about how Orlando could smash and grab, just go ahead, grab a go up early, grab a goal and then sit on it for the rest of the game. Um, I was very nervous that that prophecy was coming true in front of my eyes last night, so I was happy that it was uh, not any later that we got the first. And as you said, we uh, did, I I think, did a great job of going after the second. But let's hear your uh, story in regards to that goal. Well, I mean, going into this match, Giazzi Zardes was uh, zero goals in the last three, but his last three, his XG was 1.8. And like I said last week, I am a... I'm a man of the maths, right? So, mathematically speaking, the Rapids should have won last night um, because, you know, you pair Orlando's bad road XG with the Rapids' low XG against at home, and it should have been a a no-brainer bet for the Rapids to win this one. Sure enough, though, they lost, but another key stat is 1.8 XG for Zardes, zero in the last three. That should average out to a goal at least. And, you know, with this, I'll plug my gambling podcast here, uh, uh, Gam MLS, Gambling Allocation Money, because not only was Zardes due, but John Duran of Chicago Fire was due, uh, Brandon Vasquez of FC Cincinnati. So I did a John Duran, uh, Brandon Vasquez, and Giazzi Zardes parlay, 10 to win 170 bucks. And uh, it all needed Zardes. And so heading into this match, I, um, you know, I, I had seen the scores from the other games and Brandon Vasquez and John Duran had already scored early in the, in the first half of their game. So all, all eyes were on Zardes, man. And uh, you could kind of sense that he was very, very close in the last few games to getting a goal. And, you know, it's funny. I come on here and harp on Zardes, but then he wins me some money. So now I can't be too upset at the guy. <laughs> No, that is well, not uh, the case. I'll, I'll take uh, the reins over for that <laughs> uh, because I think uh, given that what he had 1.1 expected goal last night, uh, 1.8 in the prior three, and he has a return of one from uh, from 2.9 expected, um, just not enough. It's not enough, um, and it hasn't been. And um, so it was good to see him get on the board last night, kind of uh, scrambled one in. He should be in that position all the time. Um, we had a number of errant crosses last night that were just to nobody. Um, that that aspect of it did look eerily similar to last year. Um, but, it, yeah, I, I'm glad to see him get on the board. And that's what strikers need a lot of times is uh, it tends to be a streaky business. So you get one sloppy, the next game you come out, you net two. Um, you, you have five in the next seven games, and all of a sudden we're talking about Zard as being exactly the type of guy that we wanted to sign. So um, as much as it does pain me a little bit to see uh, Rubio moved out of that nine position and, and um, not have those opportunities because I think he does slot home 
uh, some of some more chances than Zardes. But um, given that we know Zardes is an expensive player, who we're going to see him for the rest of the year. Uh, it's time to the time to keep scoring so that we can start that hype train back up. Um, it's currently parked in a rail yard somewhere, but we can fire that thing back up if he gets in a scoring streak. Yeah, and I think with that being said, um, you know, I I, I do want to say that, you know, with the Zardas goal, I was kind of in a in a good situation because everyone knows, um, everyone knows I uh, harp on Zardas. And so I was kind of expecting him to score and someone, you know, throw in my face like, hey, can't be hard on Zardes today. But, you know, I, I won money. So either either I'm I either I progress the Diego Rubio narrative or I win money in, in the in, in the in the in the, you know, in the sense that <laughs> Zardes scores you're either or right or you're right. So unless I, you say Rubio hat trick, in which case. At this point, you may, may be wrong, but uh, no, I know. Yeah, but so I didn't that, bet it last was... night, but you know, I think I think the 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 stars and numbers have to align for that. And with uh, last night, I mean, he came on and he had three shots on target, and and granted, they were right at the keeper, but like he was active. I mean, in just thirty two minutes, he had the most shots and most shots on target uh, for any team. He had three shot-creating actions uh, and one goal-creating actions, tied with Barrios, of course, because you know Barrios created that goal too. So, um, if Rubio's not the best player on the team, I, I really need you to kind of show me how and why. And a lot of people point to his attitude. I mean, there's, I mean, you may call it attitude, but you know he's the most fired-up player out there. I, I can't really see anyone else that has this sort of. Yeah, and I don't of. think that fire's ever really proven. I mean, there's there's been a couple of um, questionable cards, but uh, really, you see that um, that fire's kind of helped us, I think, more than hurt us. So mm-hmm. um, I certainly don't hold that against the guy, and I think need it. Um, man, if if uh, everybody ran uh, any, you know, you need somebody to drive the team forward. Don't have Price in there. I think Price, you know, we call him the metronome not only because. Um, he really sets the pace with his passing, but he sets the pace for the team um, in his personality as well. And I think that uh, in his absence, Rubio really does. Um, he's the the kind of vocal leader to me, uh, at least from what I see, is you know he's the one chatting. And, and you need a guy like that. So bring that fire, bring that uh, passion. And if uh, now that he is playing a little bit further from goal, we've we've just got to get him uh, a little bit sharper on those shots. Because as you mentioned, a couple of them were right at right at key and no chance of going in. But um, he, he's not I don't think that he's really used to taking shots from 25, 26 yards out. But um, at his new more recessed role, uh, he may find that that's his best opportunity to score. And if he starts to seize those chances, it could be scary. We we get uh, Rubio shooting from distance. We get uh, the wing play uh, consistently proved, and, and it has been. I mean, I think by all accounts, Jonathan Lewis has played a hell of a lot better in the last few, I should call it the last month. Um, and Nicholas been in this addition. Barrios comes in and offers something a little bit different. And, um, yeah, I mean, this this attack could click. If it does, then then like you say, we can put some games together and make a run. And I think that there there are still uh, flashes where where there's this to be optimistic about in this team. Yeah, and um, you know once you know we we really said we needed Lewis to start cooking. He's cooking. Last year we said uh, Rubio needs to be more selfish. He was finally in a selfish role. Now he's back to the more uh, 
provider role. Um, we can never seem to get these guys at the right moment for the team. It really does feel like uh, you either got them, uh, you either play them, you either have them playing how you want them to, or you know they're kind of you know risking something, you know, faulting something else at the benefit of the team. So it's really rough. We still are looking for the best eleven for this team. Um, despite that, though, let's talk about um, let's talk about Max. Honest uh, to God, I thought Max is very active. I thought Max was out there breaking legs, breaking ankles. He very, he very much Some nice dribbles last night. So yeah, I, better dribbles than Mark Anthony K. I'll say that right now. Um, still a lot left to be desired in his decision making, but for a young kid, uh, a young Brazilian, still kind of adjusting to the league, last night was a good turning point in his kind of play. Um, I do feel as though he uh, could potentially uh, have some better games under his under his pocket, and and then you know that only builds to the confidence of the, of this guy. I think a a a front three of Galvan, Max, uh, Nicholson, Barrios, Lewis, whoever you want at the right head, Sam. Maybe not Lewis, but maybe Galvan on the right, and then Lewis on the left, and then Rubio up top is a very good team it may it may not have the pedigree that most come to think of uh, when it comes to MLS attacks I mean it's not uh, a, a Bale Orango Vela front three it's not you know any of the other star front threes that you may see around the league like a Chicharito and a Jovaljic but I think those uh, four players up top could be nasty for the Rapids going forward be interesting to see that come to fruition and at this point i would i would much rather see our our dollars go to replacing mark anthony k um with with some more um like really strong high caliber players in in the midfield so um add a functional midfield behind that attacking core um get defense uh, kind of realign the defense i think uh viasia seems like a player who was brought in to be um, a player that's here for a while car in his upper 20s but not, not aging really um you know we we've got course i mean danny we'll see if uh we can keep danny wilson in there for another two or three years uh you, you got kind of have your center backs and don't uh, forget up and we could use a little depth but center midfield really seems to be now to be um a place where i would love to see the team um address that need and i'm not even sure that i care to see it um in the remainder of this season because it's so hard for center midfielder to come in and uh, leave their mark on a team when they come in mid-season. It, uh, it'd be a bit easier to do that in the off-season. So, um, yeah, uh, very, very interesting to see what, what we do going forward. But if we have a lot of these attackers um, still on the team, and like you said, not Lewis, well, it could be Lewis uh, in on that right-hand side because he has started to turn on um, a little bit more flair, and he's uh, started to create more chances. Um, well, but how much, how much said, the roster turns over will depend on how these guys do for the next couple of months. I only said maybe not Lewis on the right. You know, he could easily slot on the left, Galvan on the right. Um, all, all I'm saying is that uh, that it, it is it is it does feel like a very young front four for next year. But I I saw someone say some the most ridiculous crap I've ever heard is that the Rapids don't have any like plan when when they make signings or they don't have any forward thinking. I'm like, dude. We signed Vicia, who is a you know 
definitely, I don't want to say a project center back, but he is on the verge of being a, you know, Ecuadorian international. We have Daniel Chacon, who you can't forget about. He's currently with Rapids too, but I mean, he signed with Rapids too. Now he's loaned back to um, Cartagena's in, in Costa Rica. So he's also on the fringe of the Costa Rican team as a young player. It's not like Zardes, where Zardes is old and could maybe be on the national team. It's Chacon is on the verge of being that international player for Costa Rica. Um, you got Max. You got Preso. Don't forget about Preso. Preso sighting last night. Um, and Max Galvan. I mean, I think that, you know, the the seeds have been planted for, for this team. Um, it's a shame that this season had to go the way it did with, you know, missed opportunities, missed chances, kind of Mac coming in and, and being kind of, you know, for lack of a better phrase, lackluster, very like a, aloof. Um, but I, I, I'm still excited about this team, man. Even, um, even midway through the season of a bad season, because I've been through uh, bad midway through bad seasons and I've seen the club with no direction and you kind of wonder, like, when are we going to start turning this around? And that was that was the notion for a couple of years. 2016, I think we lucked into that um, that spot, that playoff run. Um, it was definitely a uh, the Rapids got that dog in them kind of uh, run. But you know, you can't really build off of that too much. You need a balance, and so. I think well, yeah, we, know, we went in balance last year, and uh, one could say that um, in trying to build off that success, we we've kind of created some challenges for ourselves that haven't gone very well uh, this season. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think that there's no plan. It's just is it the right plan? Um, that's correct. that's going to be the question, and and it is um, in for for fans are diehards it's fun for us because we uh, know the quality of player that we have and we know that those are pieces that that can be successful um now to to the casual fan isn't there i mean there isn't a name that brings you to the park um there isn't something that that makes you extremely excited if you're not um deep in the weeds but that's that's what we do here we we go in the weeds and we're telling you there's there is talent in this team so uh have faith in the plan let poor cook um things will come back around for us i i do believe that um i'm just not sure when and uh, it may be <laughs> tough like, on saturday yeah. but we will drink and we will sing yeah, and I, and I do want to say, me, I, me and uh, Madison had this conversation. Um, I said, you know what sucks is that the Rapids don't have a marquee player that is not just, like, the talent, but is, like, that has the charisma. That, that like, you can point to and be like, dang, he's, like, you know, active on Twitter. He's, like, wild and out. He's doing, like, very, like, there's no, everyone's very much a kind of, you know, set personality. There's not a guy out on the roster that really like lets the personality shine through. Like, aside from like clips on YouTube of the of the team's page. I mean, yeah, and then there's not. The, I mean, there's not that much interest in. I mean, some of them have. You know, we we all follow them on social media, so we know that there's some guys doing some interesting things. But um, you know, if they're a Mexican international, then I think they'd probably have quite a few more people on their Twitch stream. You know, it's yeah. um, it's just the level of um, the level of public engagement, uh, I think, correlates with the uh, level of prestige of the players. I mean, we we don't have we don't have those marquee names, as you said. So, well, um, maybe that, not. That's a challenge. So, maybe not prestige of the players, but I think that's just the philosophy of the Rapids. Is like no one's bigger than the than the team. I mean, Jokic, 
for, for to you know to come back to the basketball reference, he is definitely bigger than the Nuggets. You know what I mean? He is kind of the uh, and, and God bless him because he he has committed to being a Denver Nugget for as for as long as he you know you know for as long as he can. Uh, but Jokic, man, like he is a cult hero for the city of Denver. Uh, you know, Landis Gog, uh, McKinnon, McCarr, those types of players, they cemented their legacy within this town. I mean, Russell Wilson uh, brought that sort of, you know, he's more of the prestige part. He brought the star power with him, yeah. Um, but, you know, like even Bones Highland, man, he's on Twitter, he's interacting with fans, he's like having a good time. Uh, there's no one on the Nuggets that really is like, I got to go see him because he's, you know, a cool personality. On the yeah, yeah, on the Rapids, there's yeah. no one like that. And, and then the Rockies are going to be the Rockies because they're downtown. They benefit from just being the thing to go to. They, they're an attraction. Nobody wants to follow baseball on social media. You <laughs> trust me, you don't. No, but, like, like they they are excused from that because they're in downtown, so they're an amusement. They're not kind of – they're definitely not, like, sports fans follow this team to be, you know, in the loop. And the Rapids, I'm like – the Rapids are just boring. I think that's just kind of the the whole this kind of comes down to to it. The Rapids just don't have kind of any charismatic player really to light up a fan base and light up a a, a, a city. And and I want and you know, I can't I say Rubio is the best player, but you know, no one in Denver knows who Rubio is. And I, and I you yeah, know, I'm pretty sure he could go shopping at Safeway and and probably not be uh, too hassled. But, um, you know, a lot of that in our uh, – how we – you know, if we're winning, then all of a sudden uh, we're a lot more interested, a lot more excited in the in everything going on. So, uh, I, you know, I think that's a little bit of recency bias in that um, we're kind of down on it a little bit just because we, we haven't shown out like last year. But I think at the end of last year, I would say, you know, it's really exciting that we do have some guys that are a bit active on social media, and if we can – uh, put together a great season next year and win a cup. Well, these these will be the type of players that that could get that name recognition. But um, that's a long way off now. Uh, now it's just a matter of I don't necessarily think that uh, I don't think there's anything happen with the group uh, as it stands that that it's going to really make a big splash in, in the market um, now. Um, fighting, grinding, being the dogs, being that nobody's bigger than the team. Um, ethos you just got to keep that and grind our way into the playoffs uh some way somehow because you miss the playoffs and uh you're gonna spend you know if you miss the playoffs as the results don't change in our favor you're gonna spend eight months of irrelevancy waiting for um hopefully reinforcements to come in in the off season including uh in-house reinforcements in the uh, form of Galvan. so um Will be interesting to see how that all develops, though, um, and who knows what kind of marquee names might be on order. Um, you know, it's not the end of the window quite yet uh, for MLS. I've gone on record saying I don't think we're going to bring anyone in. Um, I definitely don't think it'll be marquee. So um, we'll we'll see as we go into the off season if that's a if something that we might change. I mean, Zardes is the guy that should be uh, the the big name uh, offering. But um, with with only two goals and only one from open play, been rough going. But uh, we get that turned around. Uh, we get to the playoffs. Now we are building on uh, two straight playoff or three straight playoff appearances. Um, the the narrative starts to change a little bit, and 
start to uh, see heroes emerge. Absolutely. Um, this Saturday, the Rapids have a game against the LA Galaxy. Um, bad defense. We should be able to beat them. Again, you know, <laughs> there's only so much I can say that. Um, we really did need a, the win last night, and I, you know, kind of promised the win on the podcast. I can't promise wins anymore. I can only promise goal scores. So, um, you know, I called the Zardes goal. I'm going to call it right now. I think Barrio scores on Saturday. Uh, Barrio scores. All right. So I'd he, love to see it. He'll be the guy to score against the uh, the right hand side of the uh, of the left hand side of the LA Galaxy. Uh, you can find me at Warner's FC. You can find me at Jared underscore Geisler and at the tailgate on Saturday. And then you can follow uh, the C38 on uh, on Instagram and Twitter at C38SG on Facebook Centennial 38. And that's going to be it from us, guys. Uh, still plenty to look, to look forward to to this team. Don't you forget, especially when you have me. I I, I mean, like last last night, you know, I won I won the uh, the bet. So I mean, the the sting of the draw didn't hurt me as much. So um, if you want to keep going with those, just don't bet the rapids. Bet goal scores, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, it's going to be on the win. The draw stings twice as much. That's the <laughs> duality of that situation. Absolutely, you got to find the value, man. That was not a valuable bets but uh with that being said uh we will uh see you when we see you see you on a saturday go pids have a great rest of your week bye-bye